Hello and welcome to Game Pass Forever, a standalone segment of the Outside is Overrated podcast. Each month we dive into a new game off the Xbox Game Pass lineup. This segment exists because of the generous support of our backers on Patreon. If you enjoy this content, please visit patreon.com OIO and consider pledging $2 a month to support the show. Outside is Overrated is presented by Premier Health. Check out their website at premierhealthmn.com. I'm your host, Tom Sidlachik, and joining me today are the Hobby Box, Joe Burns. hey And Dr. C, Casey Aline. Hey, what's going on, everybody? For January's Game Pass Forever game, our benevolent overlords on Patreon chose Sunset Overdrive by Insomniac Games. This is a well-established studio known for Marvel, Spider-Man, Ratchet & Clank, Resistance, and Spyro. Sunset Overdrive is a frenetic third-person shooter. A new energy drink has mutated everyone into hideous monsters, and you are trying to escape the city. The core gameplay loop. You complete missions for different factions. You grind, bounce, and wall run across the city. You buy crazy new weapons and you blast tons of OD and some bad humans. Casey, you nominated this game. It's a deep cut for someone who has never played a video game before. <laughs> <laughs> How was your first shooter? Yeah, that's you know, my first shooter. Anyway, <laughs> getting, getting used to the uh, traversal did, did, took a little bit of time. Uh, overall, my experience was great. You know, all jokes aside, I I don't know if I would want this to be my first shooter. Uh, there's a, there's a lot going on, and at times you can get pretty overwhelmed by it all. And uh, you know, as a shooter, you know, it's just a lot more complex than say I think something like Gears of War, which would be a lot well, more entry level. Even calling it a shooter is a little bit off base. Mm-hmm. Burns, let's turn to you here. Like as like calling this a shooter is like calling uh, Doom Eternal a environmental puzzle game (laughs) yes like there's a puzzle to movement from what i understand about doom and like how to like approach enemies and stuff like that but it is mostly just a frenetic shoot fest right yeah and this is a lot more going on and the shooting is almost like a secondary part of it almost like it's forgotten by the uh developers but uh (laughs) i I don't know i've been interested in this game for some time since i mean insomniac's a well-known does developer of all sorts of games, you know, and they're famous for lots of things. Um, and I heard that the systems for the Spider-Man game in 2016 were based off of a lot of what they did in Sunset Overdrive, which makes sense because, you know, a lot of that is about traversal, fast paced movement and action um, and combat. Uh, I think looking at it from that perspective, though, the reason why I enjoyed Spider-Man a lot and didn't enjoy this almost at all is that Spider-Man wasn't a shooter. It, it, you have you could do web shooting every now and again, but it wasn't this whole like hold down the button to aim and shoot and that slows you down and I think that's where that kind of was like an oxymoron for this game because this game's all about moving fast and combat and like trying to stay ahead of the hordes of things that are coming at you. But then to shoot, you got to slow down and aim and fire the stuff at them. And it just that that's one of the laundry list of things that just didn't really vibe with me in this game and and was difficult, especially at first to try to get my head around. And you bring up an interesting point there, the transition from Sunset Overdrive to Spider-Man, because in Spider-Man, they take the traversal elements from Sunset Overdrive, which are great, and just jam in the Batman Arkham melee mm-hmm. hand-to-hand combat. And it's awesome. It works so well. Yes. It's super duper fun. In this game, they mashed up the traversal elements with the shooting from Uncharted. And uh, it's just not... It's not great as a shooter. Overall, I enjoyed the package 
quite a bit. I've been waiting to play this game forever. This was one of two Xbox exclusives that made me desperately want to get an Xbox One. You know, it's kind of funny that you say that. I've never played Spider-Man. I don't own a PlayStation. But the aspects of this game, as far as a shooter goes, in this game, I meleeed a lot. Well, so I mean, you it's, also it's meleeed funny. your way through a shooter in Outriders. It's true, though. It's but like true. in this one, like, and, and I'm wondering. So you really haven't played a shooter yet. But no, I think I think that that might be the one of the things though. I didn't want it to slow down. You can slow down your as you're grinding. You can actually slow down your speed. You can speed up and, and things like that. I didn't feel like I ever had to slow down because if I just had a big mob of people, I would you know use whatever gun was at my exposure to usually stun them or freeze them and then i would just melee the hell out of the crowd half the time bouncing off cars and smashing down that was what i did to get through this game probably 80 percent of the time unless it was some big giant bad guy where you were forced to actually use your weapon but well casey plays games wrong noted (laughs) i don't say that that's wrong like that was probably a better way to play it than i was able to accomplish but i think the the other big struggle i had was the, the the weapons you start with are not the greatest of weapons for like the situations you're put into until you like unlock the TNT or TNT Teddy. Yeah. TNT Teddy. That's a great one. Um, because then it's just like, okay, I got a big mob of things down there. Just boom and blow them all up. Um, and following up on that note really quickly, you start with a flaming shotgun, which I thought was an effective weapon. It lights things mm-hmm. on fires. That was good. But you also get this gun that shoots CDs, which is fun records. in concept records, fun in concept and kind of wacky. It is the worst and only like completely ineffective gun that I yeah. remember in this game. Yeah. It does like no damage. And like you add the stun modifier to it. If you use that gun enough when it was ineffective to get it to level two and it's still like, okay, it stuns that one guy. Like, it, it has a higher rate of fire than the other things, but it was just like, I think that's part of, I don't know, that's, like I said, I could go, and we probably will as the podcast goes on. Oh, I can't wait for it. Laundry list of things that I just struggled with in this game. Um, well, let's back up before we get there. This game starts, this game strikes a remarkable tone right out of the gate. The soundtrack is loud punk music. The main character breaks the fourth wall constantly. The violence is over the top. Burns, this game failed to grab you right out of the gates and at any point during your time playing with it. The question I have for you is, why do you hate fun? Because I grew up in the town from Footloose, Tom, and we we, we don't listen to that demon music. We don't gyrate in that way. Um, we don't We don't speak in over, like... In overly excited ways. And remember, we don't edit this show, so let's uh, not emulate the language from this game too closely. Oh, no. I, I won't. Um, try. I'll try not to anyway. Uh, like, I can say that I like the music in, like, the background, because I think it fit. It, I mean, it, it fit, like, the tone of the of the game, and it, it was good in the background. Like, it, you know, it, it, I, I noticed myself, like, bopping my head every now and again. Um, as I was going through some of the things until it was interrupted by a swear word or a curse or, oh, get the, you know. <laughs> um, and I think the other thing that I thought was interesting, then that made it fun. And I will say, okay, let's go through my journey with this game. The first hour I played of it, um, I was like, okay, I, I, I was struggling constantly with like how to make the controls work with the things the game was asking me to do and was like, okay, I see what they're trying to do with the humor, but it seems like it's like 
really try hard. It's like, I'm going to ram this joke down your throat. <laughs> and here's an announcer to do the same thing. Maybe eventually you just like get acclimated to it. And it's hilarious. That's, I thought this game was very funny. I, I think so. And, 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 and so like my second hour of the game was uh, where I really rage quit the game um, because I got so frustrated with trying to i think the thing that was the most frustrating was the first time you had to defend the base and like i was struggling to maneuver myself around the base with the weird web of grinding wires that they have and it felt like with all of the things coming at you there was no way to feel like you had control over the situation like i had crap guns at the time there's just these mobs of enemies and no guns that really deal with mobs of enemies and then I would jump down to the ground and be as ineffective as possible trying to melee them or roll through them with these things that look cool, but actually do like no damage to things, it feels like. And so it just got to the point where I spent my time trying to like move and maneuver the way that the game wanted me to. And I couldn't do it. And I don't know if it's just that I like I never played Tony Hawk. I've Other than Spider-Man, I've never played games that like you have to be moving around and doing other things at the same time. So maybe that's part of it but it just like it just like ground on me and then when a joke would come out it would just be like just shut the f up i'm so sick of you like this is dumb i was just so angry at everything else that it just like rubbed me the wrong way when they tried to have fun (laughs) that's interesting they consistently throughout the story at different points they'll have you do a night defense mission which is what you're describing like you're brewing these vats of these amps that you're going to put onto your character and you just get swarmed by enemies and it's essentially a tower defense game not true tower defense but something like orcs might die too is an entire game built around just like this mechanic where you set some traps and mm-hmm. you're running around and blasting enemies too uh i i didn't i actually enjoyed those segments of the game quite a bit and that first time we did it they didn't touch my vats at all so it's interesting for me oh, that yeah. they were so- all over the place because it's i struggled to get over and it's it just like there was no real mechanism to know like where they were at other than where i was looking there's a mini map but you don't see that you don't see like the mobs of enemies on the mini map, do you? Yeah, yeah, the red dots on it. Oh well, then I didn't even notice that because I was too busy like trying to see. Okay, well how can how can I jump over to this wire to get over there, and will I be able to hit X to grind on it at the right time, or I'm gonna fall to the ground and have to figure out how to get back up? I did a lot of X mashing. <sighs> like I'm in the air, it's like X X X X. Okay, I'm on it now. Start shooting. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So, another- yeah, it was like literally rage quit after that second one. And I, I honestly, if we weren't doing that to record for this, I would not have picked it back up after that. I would have deleted it off my hard drive instantly. Unfortunate. I appreciate you not going full Brian on this game. You also mentioned Tony Hawk uh, in as a comparison. I played some Tony Hawk in the middle of this game, actually. And uh, it was funny because I had this sense that Sunset Overdrive was really fast and snappy and things were moving at you yeah. fast. Then I play Tony Hawk and I come back to it. I'm like, this is freaking slow yes like oh my goodness i can totally pick my line here like there is no problem grinding from this to this to this it was just interesting the like perspective of speed and how it changed just jumping between those two games casey i will say i will say that the humor like that that, the last session i had where i played for a couple hours um because it didn't like just just make me like completely frustrated um like a, a lot more of the humor started to dawn on me. Like there, so the death animations after you wake back up is always some weird reference to a movie. Like sometimes it's like the Terminator spawning. Sometimes you show up in a phone booth, or uh, you, like the DeLorean comes and you get out, and then someone jumps in and flies away. It's like that stuff. 
when I was dying a bunch, it was annoying as crap. <laughs> but afterwards, when it happened, it's like, ah, oh, that's funny. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and then there's there's like there's quotes that are always references to something. So there was a hilarious Arrested Development joke a little further into the game. Oh, really? Nice. I, I know there was one where it's uh, you, you get this water for this this preppy uh, the college student. Uh, and he like he says, that's a tasty beverage. And, you know, it's just sort of like, oh, that's a tasty burger. You know, it's kind of like, but then, you know, when he says it, like every time you walk by him, you know, 20 times later, you're just kind of like, okay, I get it. Drink your water. Enjoy it, dude. <laughs> well, Burns hates fun. Casey, you enjoyed this game. Yeah, I'm more on the line with you, Tom. I, I love the main protagonist's snarky humor and his interaction with the NPCs was one of my favorite things in this game. Um, the story overall so far, I'm you know it's very simple obviously you're just trying to escape a city but like all the just the different interactions along the way i i'm really really liking um and yeah just you know <laughs> I, this game is old enough where i'm not going to give anything away but like it just it, as things evolve like you're trying to find the scout master and then you find him he's in the back of a garbage truck he's got no arms no legs like you just <laughs> like what what in the hell <laughs> like that's just a shock you know that's just some of the things they throw at you and then yeah the, the group of larpers and things like that that you get to eventually in the future uh and the different missions and stuff that they have you run with them and how they're you know just they never break character they're in it the whole time and um that's just and meanwhile something the, very fun that that i didn't expect to find in this game and meanwhile the protagonist is breaking the fourth wall with you constantly so it's really mm -hmm. i thought the game was very funny i thought the characters were pretty interesting maybe the uh college kids were a little <clears throat> stereotypical but yeah. overall i thought the game was very fun i was in a similar place to burns when i thought it started hey i made a new word <laughs> Is that when you think and fart at the same time? It's when you think and start and uh, are bad at saying words on a show that you don't edit. Thinking so hard he farted. We got it. Tom starts all the time. Word Actually, Tom time. never starts. No, never. Not in at least 11 years. I'm pretty sure the last time I farted, I lived in Maryland. You're a medical anomaly, Tom. I know. It's wild. Wild. Anyways, I was in a similar place to Burns when I started this game. I thought it was a little annoying. It was a little jarring. and But they had a very stylistic vision for this game, and they stuck to it with mm -hmm. the energy and the music and the snark and the cursing. And like it all just... Uh, every time I logged into this game, and I was playing this in very bite-sized chunks, like a half hour to an hour most nights, I was trying to balance this with Horizon Forbidden West for an upcoming show, so I'd usually play both games in the same night, so I didn't have a ton of time, but each time I logged in, I enjoyed this game more and more, and it just kept growing on me, and as I did more missions, they're pretty generous with the money, and the weapons just keep getting better and better and better, and it, I am completely hooked. I love this game. Uh, most shooters you earn XP and level up. It's a little bit different in this game. There are several systems that govern player progression. There are amps, which we mentioned. Basically, there are five slots on your character that you can equip these different power-ups to. There's a melee one, there's two hero ones, there's a dive bomb one, so once you jump up in the air, you can come down and do a special attack, and there is an epic amp. There are badges that you earn for every single thing that you do, from grinding on rails to bouncing on umbrellas to shooting the OD to shooting the humans to using automatic weapons. Literally everything you do grants you these badges that you use to buy other power-ups. Then on your weapons, first off, the, the weapons themselves level up and they become more powerful the more you use them. So the more you use your flaming compensator from the beginning of the game, the better it gets throughout the game. And then once it reaches the second level, you can equip amps to your weapons as well that 
will add different effects or make your weapons more powerful. Uh, also on weapons, or not in weapons, but in your character progression, there is an overdrive system where you equip six different uh, additional power-ups or overdrives that you buy with badges. So there's one where you can get more style by grinding on stuff. And the more you grind on stuff, the more you can pump that up so you can earn more style and just earn more. Were all of these systems a cohesive and fun package, or was it poorly executed? Burns, we'll start with you. Yeah. So a lot of the a lot of the I'll start with a quick point. I thought it was just a convoluted mess and I barely touched it. A lot of the upgrade things seemed superfluous to me. Like even when I got the upgraded melee or like the dodge roll thing, which they give you right away, it maybe it did some damage, but it wasn't like outright killing things. It didn't feel like it was extremely effective. It It wasn't a game changer. You still needed to be like on a railing. Right. And so it's just like at that point, why do I care about it? I would add like the stun to a weapon. Honestly, didn't notice it did anything Uh, or like you, you unlock the thing that'll sometimes when you kill something, it'll turn into a TNT or TNT and then blow up whatever hits it next. And I never noticed that actually do that anytime I actually shot something. Maybe I had it on a weapon that I stopped using because I hated, a.k.a. Hmm. the record shooter thing. But uh, it was called high fidelity. Okay, which makes sense, which is funny. I mean, another reference, you know, Uh, I I don't know. It, It like you said, it was it seemed like a very convoluted mess and they throw it like all at you right at the beginning, because that's one of the first things you do is 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 brew some of these amps and then defend your base which i hated and and so then it was just like well if i can avoid this as much as possible i probably will spoiler alert it's tied to the main story that's how i figured because i had to do it again and i hated it even more the next time because oh you got traps and you can put traps down and then halfway through oh you have more electricity to put more traps down the traps feel like they do jack squat like, as you play more all. you unlock a lot better traps probably but that's but therein lies the problem right if you're annoyed with the meager like damage that you do at the start with the crappy tools that they give you, what incentive is there to actually play past that? Like when we're looking at the weapons we have, I use the flaming compensator the most because it seemed like it had a decent amount of range and damage. Uh, and it would mostly one shot a lot of the like the grunt dudes. Did you and- get to any of the robots? So I got to the Robo Dog mission where you get that, but I don't, I can't use it after that. That was fun, but then again, also it was one of those things where, and maybe I needed to just like jump up and grind above it instead of getting like hit by everything all over and over and over again. But it, it did lots of damage. It was fun to see it go into this mob and then just shoot it into this mob and, and 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 things like that. But I never got like anything past that. The only weapon I actually purchased. Um, because that was the only one I could actually, after I bought that, I couldn't afford another one and I wasn't going to go out and grind mobs to get it because I hated fighting mobs, uh, was the dude where you, you basically launch bowling balls at things. Uh, and it's and- a charged up attack and it can do a little swath of damage. So if you can line enemies up in like a row and they're constantly running at you in rows. So yes. there was a lot of utility for the dude. I like the dude a lot. Yes. But then the problem I ran into with that was... Like, right after I unlocked it, the next, like, missions that I had were all things where it was like you had to grind all the way up the high-rise. That right? mission was a pain in the ass. And that but. weapon was useless on that because, you like, you're shooting things, like, all the way across the way or you get so close to them 
So that was basically just spamming the TN Teddy at that point. I to, used to the, hit things. And I then used, use the harpoon that they give you to blow the things up ahead of time if you can, but I used the Dirty Harry for that, which was another one of the opening weapons that they give you that was one of the least fun. I think this game really picks up when you start buying some of the wacky weapons that are available. The, the problem is though, is it's like but then I have to do the things I don't like to try to get to the stuff that makes doing the things I don't like better. And so if I can't get past that hump of not enjoying the like moment to moment combat where they start you at, I don't think I'm going to play it enough to get to the point where I can actually use the stuff that looks cool. Like I'd watch the videos on all the things the Ahab seemed like, which is a harpoon. Yeah, it was it, fun too. It seemed like though it was kind of the same as the dude. Maybe it wasn't an actuality, but watching the little video that you can preview um, when you're seeing it in action was that. But then it was also like, well, I could get the acid stuff and that would maybe help. But I, I don't want to spend my money on that. I want to spend my money on something that looks bigger and flashier. And maybe if I get enough of the overdrive to spend on that later, I could I could get that. But I never got to that point. I think one of the reasons this game grabbed me so much is they give you a lot of tools for your arsenal. And the way they give you currency side quests like i was side questing like crazy and so i was able to build up my arsenal with these different wacky weapons you mentioned the acid spray that was a godsend for when you got stuck on the ground because like all these od are charging right at you and like you drop an acid on each side of you and like suddenly they're just running into their own death right but it's just having the so like how, side missions i don't know that i ever did a side mission how do you find the side missions they were little blue icons on the map the main story mission was kind of a yellow uh, circle with a cross through it. I only ran to where the icon was on the screen. Interesting. And like I saw random things here or there. And like the first one I saw was like a challenge, like a, a traversal challenge. I was just like, oh, screw that. I'm not <laughs> trying that. That's not going to go well, probably. And so then I just stopped. I just started ignoring all those things. And it might have been that you didn't get far enough in the story to it unlock a ton of them. It could be. And Casey, how did you spend a lot of your time with Sunset Overdrive? Um, well, back to kind of, I guess, what we were talking about before, which um, with the upgrade system. Oh, um, yeah, you can speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought it was kind of jumbled as well. They're, they're, I think the amps for weapons play a huge deal. Like, I don't know why you didn't experience like that very often with yours. But when I switched, and we'll get into like favorite weapons here in a little bit, but like one of the weapons I used a lot was a murder rang. So I took the the stun amp off of the high fidelity and put it on my murder rang. And it was stunning people left and right. And then um, same thing with the freeze. There's a freeze amp that you get later mm -hmm. on, which you probably didn't. I don't know. Maybe you got to that one or not. But same thing. Like I was freezing and stunning people constantly. And it definitely like different um, bad guys have different weaknesses too. It's like OD are weak to fire. The robots are weak to mm -hmm. electricity. So when I equipped the uh, stun to my favorite, one of my favorite weapons, which is the, uh, that murder rang, <clears throat> it made a huge difference from fighting the robots because robots are really tough. <laughs> like they, yeah. they kind of lock on you and they sh shoot just a ton of projectiles at you. Uh, and then they have guys that come running at you fast and, and like to beat the hell out of you too. But electricity does a really good job of, of, kind of fending them off so i think if you equip the right amps to weapons it, it makes a big difference i did not notice as much of a difference with the the hero amps like those are what i struggled with and like i the struggle with me was more like <clears throat> a lot of the ones for some reason that i was able to get 
were weapons, like bonuses to weapons and things that I didn't oh. find like I used a whole lot. So like the the Dirty Harry, I almost never used that weapon. Um, but for some reason, some of the amps I was able to unlock in the beginning were um, amps specifically for like pistols or what you know whatever, however they were one handed weapons or something like that. But I think <clears> you <throat> might be talking about overdrives now, the things that you spent your badges on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm so, right, yeah, but so and overdrives yeah. there are six slots, and they give you a lot of options for how you want to build your playstyle here. You can choose overdrives that do more damage against specific types of enemies, or that do more damage with a specific type of weapon, like your automatic weapon or your single shot weapon. You can do some that increase your fire damage, and it's cool and. There's a lot of flexibility there, but it was also overwhelming. It's and it's also some that like if you because you earn them, you earn the points to spend on doing certain achievements like grinding enough um, or bouncing enough, and or then shooting you, enough OD or shooting yeah, enough scabs. And then you can and then you can also upgrade like the amount of style. I think you might have mentioned that earlier. The amount of style that you generate then um, from grinding or from bouncing, and, and so. I mean, it's interesting that it it, ben, it it gives you bonuses based on the way that you play it. Um, so I think that that was nice, but it was one of those things where, and I think also with like the amps is because my guess is, is as you go into the game, you unlock like a zillion amps. And so the, the other like thing that I was wondering about that is like once you, you know, like what you need to do once you get into the fight. But then you're only going to, like, go into the menu and change the stuff out, probably, like, if you fail the fight without, like, brute forcing it through with your basic loadout that you came into it with. Like, I, I guess I can understand the difference of, like, the stun and freeze and, and slowing everything down and how that could be a benefit. I never got the freeze one. I did get the stun one, but I don't think I ever found a weapon because, like I said, I defaulted down the line to using the flaming compensator or the T and Teddy and so those things, it's like whatever it hits, it mostly kills except for the big dudes. Yeah, I think the the high fidelity is so weak where it didn't really matter to me when I had the right. stun equipped to that. Yeah, um, I used it on a few different things because it you know the ability for it to bounce to different enemies and stuff helped. But the murder rang is basically an upgraded version, I feel, of the the high fidelity where it has it's so much better. Yeah, it has a lot more killing power. The um, boomerang comes back to you, so you're not losing ammo. Mm. Um, you can lose it, but it, it like I don't know even how it happens. It's like <laughs> you're, it just like must bounce off a building and not come back to you. But either <laughs> somehow um, you lose it. But then yes, when I equipped a stun to it, it made like that actually it made a, a really big difference, especially for how like I said I like to play it. Where mm -hmm. I'm, I would go in there with that and kind of jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit, but launch. The, 10 boomerangs out into a mob of people stun half of them bounce up off of a car slam down blow them all up yeah rinse and repeat i go right back up onto a car i grind across a rail shoot into the next mob boom like just blow like it was a lot of fun <laughs> doing it that way you love your melee attacks i do love melee to put a point on the systems in this game there's a lot of flexibility. You can build your character your way, but it's also overwhelming and doesn't feel particularly impactful. Conceptually, a lot of cool stuff. The execution maybe could have been a little better. Let's talk about some of our favorite tools in the arsenal. Casey, you've had quite the love fest with the murdering so far. What other tools did you enjoy? Yeah, and similar to the murdering, the other weapon that I used most often was probably the freeze bomb, and that was one that you could purchase. Um so I kind of it's basically a rocket launcher that'll freeze a single enemy when it hits it. 
Uh, no, not a single enemy. It freezes a whole group of em- enemies. Oh, I only shot it at the uh, big hulking dudes. Oh, yeah, it uh, it say it'll freeze an entire mob. It's like a hmm. EMP almost thing where it, like it where it uh, or a- AOE effect where it, it'll freeze an entire group and you can come smashing down and blow them all up again <laughs> with you with your melee. It, it, it's a very good combination. Um, yeah, you can. Like that's that's basically how I played. So that the same thing. Like we're talking about the murderings and, and equipping different things to them. Um, I never equipped a amp to the freeze ray because there wasn't really anything that I found was effective with it because it was already freezing people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't need to freeze and stun people right. or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's funny. You know, all the weapons in the game. Like I said, for for me, like killing everybody with the melee attacks. There's just something super fun about that. Flying up off of a car and jumping, like super jumping up and coming smashing down and and making them all blow up is is just made me smile every time I did. <laughs> One of the things I struggled with with this game was there's a weapon wheel with eight slots on it, and I wanted to have more tools than that at my disposal. Like I wanted to have my proximity things. I Loved my acid spray. Eventually, I got off of that to explore with other things. Uh, one of my favorite weapons was called the turret copter, which launches a little helicopter that holds a gun. A little helicopter drone that holds a gun and shoots at people, which was super silly and super fun and one of my most used weapons by the end of the game. Also very helpful with those night defenses because you pop a couple of those right mm-hmm. by the gate where they're going to be charging in and mows them down for you. And I thought the weaponry... In particular, it was awesome. We mentioned the Captain Ahab, which shoots a harpoon at enemies and also drops a little pool of overcharge, the energy drink that turned everyone into mutants, and that'll draw all the OD in the area to it, so it kind of makes a little shooting gallery for you. I use proximity mines a fair amount. Those were effective but rather boring. Like, it just drops a little green mine on the ground, and when an OD comes running at you, they blow up. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. Useful, but, you know, <laughs> I much prefer my little drone that's shooting everybody. I thought... Just all the weaponry was super fun and interesting. I was bummed that I didn't grind quite enough overcharge last night that I couldn't buy the most expensive weapon I had available to me, which was, I think, the freeze ray. It's like 75,000 OD, and I was around 55 when I logged off for the night. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, uh, my main regret, too, is that I get I get so locked into how I want to play that I didn't ever like feel like it was necessary to buy any of these other guns. Right. And, like, they seem really cool. Like, especially they were, that, that, tur- that, that turret copter. I'm like, oh, that thing's, yeah, that would definitely be extremely handy in, in certain situations. But I never got to a point in the game where I felt like the weapons that I had were that underpowered. Because, like you said, if you use the same weapon over and over again, that weapon levels up and becomes better and better and better. So it's kind of hard for me to go away from what I already find useful. Um, I think they do do a yeah, good do job. Do 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 a good job of uh, adding in some different different bosses to force you to do that. So mm-hmm. the fact that I had to kind of change up when you're fighting robots versus OD uh, and go to the the stun versus the fire. Um, that was something that it kind of forces your hand a little bit. But other than that, I didn't feel like I had to change all that often. Yeah, I, I didn't get to the murdering. That maybe would have helped with some of the things. Um, but I don't know. It, it's it's funny, like, hearing that you were you had a full weapon wheel and wanted, like, more slots. And it's just like, I don't know, I had it half-filled because I didn't have enough money to buy any of the other things. and. If I would have played a little bit more, like, the missions seemed to drop a decent amount of the overcharge. And so, like, it, it, it probably would have 
enabled me to unlock more of the weapons. And I really wasn't like just picking fights out in the world to just yeah. grind some overcharge. Like all of mine came from doing side quests. Well, later on in the game too, the you get a significantly more amount of money. Like the last couple missions I did last night, I was getting twenty thousand dollars per completion. Okay. And and like each one only takes that's another nice thing is like most of the missions you're just like going somewhere for five minutes, um killing a bunch of bad guys and then going back to where, where you were. Mm-hmm. So these individual missions don't really take all that much time to complete as you're going through that. Like Tom said, you can just jump on for like a half hour, complete a couple missions, log off. I love doing this in bite-sized chunks, by the way. It was yeah. so fun to just jump on, do a couple of quick things, and then go to bed. Yeah, you can definitely do that with this game. Um, My show notes were just a touch out of order. Oh, sorry, man. All good. Joy, did I let you talk about your uh, favorite tools? Excellent. This game breaks up the core gameplay loop with some one-off activities that include crushing OD with a crane, roasting pigeons with fire traps, and taking down a huge mythical creature. Were these fun diversions or crappy fillers? I mean, I honestly didn't get to many of those things that you're talking about or referring to. Uh, I I only did the main mission stuff uh, from the get-go. And I I will say, kind of like you were saying, Casey... I think the missions are pretty varied and interesting. And I think they did a good job of making like all the situations, at least as far as I got, not that I'm like uh, an expert on the game in any way, shape or form, but uh, they do like every, everything's a little bit different and and there's variety to it. And that's commendable. I think Uh, the, like probably my favorite mission was where you have to, like I was mentioning before Mm -hmm. unlocking the water for the preppy, uh, smart college kid. And, uh, like it's, it's sort of the way that that level like opens up as you open up, as you drain the corrupted water out of it and open up more of it, I thought was interesting and fun. And then it like layered in enough of the combat in between opening things up. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think the missions, the more I got into it were more of a draw and I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. I, I actually, I didn't mind, the whole building and going up of it because there was a little bit of a puzzle to it as to, okay, where do I want to repel to in order to do this? Um, I do like that when you would fail at traversal, which I did multiple times in that it plopped you right down to kind of where you started that part of it. And what a great system. Yeah, like black yes. hole kind of thing. Yeah. Like you <laughs> fling off the edge of the building. It's like, Oh God, I do not want to do this yep. again. And like you fall into a portal and it shoots you right back to where you were. Yep. What a great design decision to minimize frustration with this game. Well, and, and the player character, the first time it happened says, Oh, thank God I don't have to do all that other stuff again. And it's just like, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> You're in my brain character. Yes. <laughs> so I think, I, I think, uh, I, I think as the missions were going, those were those were what were drawing me uh, until I had to defend the base again. And then that was where I was frustrated. <laughs> and Casey, let me go before you on this one. I thought that these were mostly fun. I didn't particularly like the one where you drop a wrecking ball on OD. Like they're running into different zones and you just smash them with the wrecking ball. I'm like, wrecking balls go into the building. It doesn't just pound into the ground. This is dumb. <laughs> but there were catapults and pigeon roasting ones that I thought were awesome. I know you're going to take issue with something I say, but I also want to add... Burns, I'm so sad that you didn't get into some of the missions of this game because there is some really fun and wacky stuff. Like there is a giant fizzy balloon and uh, it talks to you and it's just so funny. And there's a couple. Did you do that quest line, Casey? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was a main story quest. Was it a main story quest? Okay. There's a side quest that goes with it afterwards where you have to retrieve a part of it. And uh, you have to like 
fix its empathy chip or take out its empathy chip. <laughs> Anyways, the thing's like talking to you the whole time and the character, you're, the main protagonist doesn't have a name. And like, so this side character just starts calling you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> It's super antagonistic and it's super funny. And the, your character's like, my name's not asshole. He's like, oh yeah, well, what is it? I don't know. It floats over my head in multiplayer. <laughs> but it was See, this game super, is great. It really is. And there's another <laughs> mission later on, which I believe is also a story mission. You have to get leeches to help like the LARPing king because he can't take traditional medicine. <laughs> and do you, so you have to uh, cover your body in leeches. None of his minions can do this for some reason, but like you have to strip down and walk through these pools, get leeches, and like your character's cursing as these leeches are grabbing onto them. And then she has to down a... For me, I played a female protagonist, and she had to down this whole bottle of medicine so that the leeches would absorb it out of her blood and then put <laughs> onto the king. It's just so wacky and fun, and I'm, I'm just sad that you didn't get to some of that good stuff, Burns. Yeah, I, it's... It, it is a bummer because it does sound, and like I said, this last time I played through it, I played like a couple hours last night and like the humor was like landing more and I was enjoying my time a lot more than I was feeling frustrated with it. There were still some of the frustrations where it seemed like I was doing what I wanted to do, but it just didn't latch onto it. Like I didn't, I didn't, my, my presses of the X button mashing just didn't quite line up with being able to latch onto that grind uh, or that post to swing up to get to my next grind point. But um, I don't know. I, I, like, I still don't think I'll ever go back to it, but it's cool to hear that there's a lot more of the stuff I liked in it as the game goes on. Yeah, it was a good game. Casey, I totally cut you off there. What did you think of those side activities that where they kind of break up the core gameplay loop to have you do something different and wacky for a little bit? Um, for the most part, I enjoyed it. Uh, the crane one, I actually thought was really fun. And you can not only smash, but you can swing that thing side to side, and you can take out the mobs that way, too. And I like, thought you and, could and only the, smash up and down. No, okay. and then the bigger guys that come out, you can actually just crash straight through them like by swinging it from side to side. Oh, my goodness. So that makes it a little bit of difference yeah, if I you realize games. that you could Good do that. Um, the pigeon one was crazy frustrating for me. I did that one last night. That was probably the last... I think that was the last mission that I did last well, night. Yeah, because was you the punch thing. everything. You got to grind. And the way this is set up, there's like three different traps. And you have to... Uh, you're doing this again because of the LARPing king. He's sick. And they tried the bark soup and it didn't work. So the main character has to go get some real food. And she goes to the farmer's market. And these pigeons had eaten all the food. And she's like, well, I guess we'll get some... Uh, what she call them? Like gutter chicken? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is something. <laughs> and yep. so there's these three flame traps set up around the map. And there's these flocks of pigeons and the king's minions are throwing bird seed around to try to lure the pigeons onto these traps so you have your flaming compensator which is a flaming shotgun so you're shooting some but mostly you're waiting until they gather around these traps and then you have to grind and jump onto the trap because if you walk up to the trap you'll scare the pigeons away you have to come from above mm. and it just it was so wacky and frenetic and that was one of the highlights of the game for me <laughs> it's so it was an extreme learning experience for me on that one <laughs> where same thing like i would try to because right next to the traps were cars and i was getting super frustrated because like you bounce off the cars but if you bounce off the cars it also scares away the pigeons half the time I'm like what the hell because like you want the pigeons to stay on the ground when you mm -hmm. hit these flame traps to get these like massive amount of kills so over and over and over again i was either missing the trap or i was bouncing on it, and these pigeons were flying away and i just could and it's timed you only have two minutes to kill 500 pigeons or roast 500 pigeons so I would just, like, half the time, I would only kill, like, 150 of the 500. I'm like, what in the hell? Why is this so hard? Why did they make 500 pigeons that you have to roast? And then in the end, I was like, all right, cars aren't working. Let's try something else. So there's, there's rails there, yep. you know, up above on the, on the electric wire. So I'm like, 
I'm just sliding back and forth with that. And like, I still failed like three or four times, but then I'm like, oh, I, there's just something that's not right here. So <laughs> I bounced on the first two traps, killed 150 of them. And I'm just like grinding back and forth across these because the LARPers are throwing bird seed down on top of these traps as well at the time to get the birds in there. And I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm like, all right, that trap has a whole bunch of pigeons around. You can't tell how many are there. I hit it and I killed like 300 plus pigeons in one trap. And I was like, well, shit, that's all I had to do. <laughs> like, so like after, one, after 20 plus tries, I'm like just getting frustrated, frustrated, frustrated. I'm like, all I had to do was wait. And I ended up beating it in like 45 seconds when I finally beat it. And I'm like, holy crap, I made that way harder than it had to be. So I was super frustrated, as you can see, like the, the fact that it took me that long to do. But otherwise, and I think I put later on here too, uh, the, the missions that kind of frustrated me the most were the ones um, where you had to go and get the materials for the amps. Um, so I don't want to go too much into it because I might want to talk about this here in just one of our next segments. No, we can, but we can but that, that was, for me, that was probably the most not frustrating the, the, the pigeons were the most frustrating aspect but like just breaking up the story in that aspect where it's and like let's set this up a little yeah. bit every now and then there will be a story mission where you have to brew some amps and in order to brew these amps with the like main character you need to find these collectibles around the city there is toilet paper on mm. uh, light poles there are mm. shoes dangling from power lines there are uh, signs on the side of building these are all collectibles that you can find in the world and occasionally you need so many of these to do the next mm. story thing and that was my one issue with the pacing of this game was occasionally like you'd have to go out and find these stupid things in the world and like when you're completing these hilarious missions and doing all this fun stuff and having great action it is a major major buzzkill to have to go find some uh, toilet paper hanging from the power lines yeah that was I, I couldn't agree more um, it just felt out of place you know, I, I love the traversal part. I love being able to fly across the city and smash bad guys and getting shot by bad guys and being chased by these massive mobs of people. And eventually, but- <laughs> well, like while I was doing that, I developed an eye to find these side things, but like it was never a primary objective. Like I wouldn't go to an area to find the stupid shoes hanging from the power lines or the fizzy balloons. Like I'd go there to be completing a mission and I'd grab some of these side things as I happened to see them. Yeah, and thankfully the game kind of gives you a little bit of an out um, and... I think that's why another reason why I maybe didn't spend so much on on weapons was I did buy two of the maps. Like you can buy a map from a person that shows you uh, in these different areas of the city where all these things are. And once you start collecting them, like Tom said, you get an, an eye for it. So it makes it a lot easier later on as you're traversing because you start to notice, oh, that's where all these are. So as you're going, but the first few missions that I had to, I had to buy a map for it because I didn't, I just didn't want to spend the time doing it yeah, more than nice. anything. You know, like I didn't, so if I had a map that could point things directly to where I had to go, it made it so much easier and so much quicker to complete that mission. And in a game where you're constantly focused on traversal, like I was always looking for, where's my power line? I'm going to cut to the left and I need to find another path. And then, oh, there's a thing I can bounce on. Then I can do my speed boost and I can get on this other thing to grind on. Like it's, you know, I'm always thinking first about traversal, second about how many mobs are in the environment, and then third at best were these other collectibles. And occasionally it was tied to story missions. And that was just a bummer that... That's interesting because those popped out to me. Like as I was going, it's like, oh, there's a camera. Switch, flip back, shoot it. Oh, there's shoes underneath this line. Switch down so I'm grinding below it so I collect it. Oh, there's some toilet paper. Jump down and swing on that. (laughs) And so I was 
actually seeing those things like right away. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to grab that. I'm going to grab that. And uh, you I have actually, no idea what a godsend that would be for you later in and, the game. Well, that's the thing. I, and, and it's literally my point for other strengths was I liked the variety of collectibles and how they were all along the paths that you're supposed to use to traverse. So that is a like cool all point. of the floaty things are on the bounce pads and somewhere along the way. Uh, almost everything else is on the power lines or like around where you're grinding or are going to like the, the toilet paper is usually hanging from the poles that you swing on to go from spot to spot. And I thought that that was, that was super cool. And I would just notice that as I was going, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to grab that quick. Uh, Cause I'm like, I'm right there. Hmm. Um, sometimes that would fail. And I'd try to jump over to the power line that was right next to me and then not hit X at the right time, fall <laughs> to the ground. And then, Oh, Hey, there's a few of these guys. That sucks. Um, but, uh, and then where the heck was that again now? And, but, but, uh, but I did mention like in the notes, I could see though, if you needed a certain amount of those at some point, how that would get annoying to try to hunt those down. And I guess that was right because... <laughs> yeah, I hit one of those points last night, actually. Like, I knew the clock was ticking for how much time I had left with Sunset Overdrive. I'm like, oh my goodness, I love this game. I want to get as much in as I can. I have to find five more cameras. Oh my <laughs> God. All right, just hit the power lines and hope that I can find them. It took me at least 15 minutes to find the cameras that I needed to progress the story mission and do the next thing. Yeah, just buy a map. No, no, needed the weapons. Needed all the weapons. Right. You can get all the weapons still. Just buy the map. That's, I didn't get all the weapons. End, I needed end more. Endgame. Uh... <laughs> Casey plays games wrong. Burns, you hated this game with a fiery passion. Casey, what was your favorite aspect of this experience? Um, I like that the traversal was uh, just a highlight for me. Um, <laughs> I love that Burns is laughing because he freaking hated it. But <laughs> once you get a hang of it, it's, it is frustrating in the beginning, especially when you said that first mission. I struggled with a lot of it, too, where you're mm-hmm. trying to protect the, your, your base. Um, same thing. Like I tried to get up on top and, and you're grinding across and then you'd hit a dead end and you'd like shoot back right when you were about ready to blast some guys. So like trying to figure out how to not only grab onto the rails, but manipulate yourself when you're on those. Mm-hmm. So being able to overgrind or undergrind or yep. reverse your direction. Like there's so many different things that you can do. And as you get later into the game, they actually add more to it. Like you're oh, able geez. to, like you said, you get the super jump. So where you're not only oh, yeah. jumping once, but you can press A as you're about to hit it and you go jump twice higher. as high. Uh, and then they add like a, a dash where you jump up and you uh, hit the right bumper. right bumper and you actually will like shoot yourself forward like Superman style for a, a, you know, a hundred yards or something. But huh. Um, so they add even more craziness to it as you, as you go on. And I just think like it ended up being super fun. Like you, you could fast travel in this game mm-hmm. go to the map. You can, you know, there's little icons on the map to fast travel all the way across. I almost never used it because I found it so fun to just fly and jump and grind and do all these different crazy things across, across the map as I was doing that. And that was I definitely, definitely a highlight for me. I definitely traveled quite a bit That's uh, hilarious. near the end because it was just like, <laughs> all right, I know I have to get like 500 whatever away. Uh, oh, yeah. Bump. Okay, I'm back at the base right here. This is great. That's another funny thing that they did with the fast travel. The way you fast travel is yeah, like you great. select the thing on the map, then your character chugs a beer and collapses. And then shows up in a porta potty. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you're going. 
Super funny. I'm with Casey on the traversal. It's not like a web swinging in Spider-Man, uh, but it could be fast and it was fun to pick your own path. I was bouncing, grind. My basic path was something along the lines of bounce, grind, bounce, wall run, jump, grind. It made me process something literally every moment in the game. Like, I loved Red Dead Redemption 2, but like riding your horse got a little tiresome. Well, one thing we didn't, uh, we kind of mentioned, but as you're doing that, as you do different combos, like you do, you're, you're, when mm -hmm. you jump from the rails to the cars, to the walls and stuff like that, you're gaining that uh, style style points. And with the style points, what that is, is it, it allows you to do different attacks. So as your style bar goes up, your melee attacks will, if you've equipped an amp to it, you'll shoot out fireballs from your fist mm -hmm. or you'll shoot out lightning or, you know, different things. So as that style bar goes up, you get more powerful and it rewards you for being able to traverse the city the right way. <laughs> I never, Not fast traveling. I never earned maximum style. I would get hit or fall down or lose it in some way or spend it before I ever actually got maximum style. I only got to use the epic ability once and that was in the tutorial when it showed you this is how great the epic ability is screw you you'll never do it again i don't know if i ever actually used the epic ability either but as someone who's played a fair amount of tony hawk like i appreciated having that experience like just like the grind experience and then switching to manuals and then just having a feel for that flow i felt was super helpful for me in this game i i it got better like last night as i was playing it like i i it wasn't as much of a chore. Like, I started to get the hang of it to an extent. I still would run into the problem, though, where, like, I would try to... I know where I have to jump over to to get to, like, the next, like, path to get to where I'm going. But, like, I won't be able to quite direct myself to the bounce pad or it doesn't bounce me exactly the way that I want to. Like, I never felt like I could ever get a real good handle on, like, those points where you had to switch from like path to path. Like obviously if you just stay on a wire and just like hold down the, I think it was RB to speed up, just hold that down to just go. You could just forget everything else until it's like, Oh yeah, I gotta go to the right now. And then it's like, okay, well there's no real wire to get over there. So I have to jump on this bounce path to this car, to this fan to maybe get on that wire. Um, and somewhere through that step, I just couldn't, make all that work and it felt like little micro puzzles to me and i really enjoyed it yeah it's it didn't because it, it always just felt so deflating when you ended up on the ground and you're just moving so slowly and you're so vulnerable and yeah and it just it just got to the point and then trying to get back up to a line once you're on the ground in some places is infuriating <laughs> because it's like okay i gotta bounce in like these eight spots to try to get up to this wire oh almost made it didn't quite hit x at the apex of my jump well let's rinse and wash and repeat this again uh yeah it's i just i never felt like i had proper control over it it could just be that i just couldn't do it like it just <laughs> it could just be that i am flawed and couldn't handle like the button presses in the order that they needed to happen i don't know but i just i struggled with it so much yep hates fun checks out pretty much <laughs> well you mentioned that you enjoyed the varied mission style and that you like the variety of collectibles was there anything else that you enjoyed about this experience burns that sounds like a no <laughs> crickets, crickets, crickets. I, I, like not yeah it it 
it just it ended up being a lot more frustration than enjoyment from my perspective. Well, let me put you on the spot with something completely wacky and off the wall. Okay. Last year we played the medium, which we all agreed was a subpar experience that had a couple of high points. Was this was Sunset Overdrive on the same like level as the medium for you, or was do you think it was a good game that just didn't meet your taste? Um so I would say that I liked the medium better than this because Oof, the story yikes. because the story at least drew me in a little bit more and I was interested in that aspect of it. I think the controls were pretty bad. But then again, the medium didn't have you trying to do all these complex things to get from point A to point B. Whereas in here, it's like I have to jump and grab this and jump over to here to do this. And like that stuff, I just couldn't get in the flow of. And it just kept like frustrating me. Like I never got to the point where I wanted to rage quit the medium. I got, it all ends in me. It got annoying at times and frustrating, but uh, it was more so. It was more so. Uh, I, I would say I, I prefer the medium to this. Yikes! Woof. Yeah. I think the medium is one of the worst games I've played in the last like fifteen to twenty years. I'm sad that no. this experience was beneath that for you. Yeah. No. I mean. None of these are anywhere close to the worst gaming experience I've had. So we'll, we'll, and I'm we'll, glad it was better than The Quiet Man. No, The Quiet Man is the worst game ever. <laughs> well, let's uh, go back to the positive. Casey, strengths of this game? Uh, the weapons, for sure, are another strength. I think just all the different options they give you. and The I weaponry think, was just top-notch. It yeah, was a lot of fun. It was so, so fun. And just the different like wackiness to it. Like The first time you get the teddy bear... The TN uh, Teddy. The TN Teddy. And you're like, what the heck is this? And then you're like, holy crap, I am <laughs> launching exploding teddy bears at groups of people. And like, I, I've never seen anything like that in a game before. I don't play games, right? <laughs> so, so just like that sort of thing is crazy. And then the, you know, the bowling ball and the, you know, everything that they did that was so different. And my only regret is the fact that, like I said, I kind of get stuck onto the weapons that I like. And I wish I would have bought some more of those weapons because the rest of them seem awesome too. And thankfully they give you like a little tutorial when you buy them so you can see what they do. Yeah. So I didn't pay attention to that. Before at all. You, just, oh, really? Yeah, You're just I, like, hey, I want to buy that. Yeah, I bought it. Going to the field. Yeah. So. Oh. I'm seeing how See, it works for me. I had to look at that because I was just like, I don't know if I'll ever afford another one, so I need to try to pick the best one, and I don't think I picked the best well, one. That's, I tried to pick. That's why I like the freeze one because I knew how I like to play, and it yeah. completely fit into that. Whereas the bowling one and stuff like that, where you're that that just yeah, I, it didn't, didn't seem like it was going to fit for the style that I wanted or how I wanted to do things. <laughs> so for Casey and I, there were a lot of high highs in the game. Burns, I will turn it over to you now. The floor is yours, my friend. Where did this game struggle? Let me count the ways. The humor was grating, especially at first. The controls were never as exact as I wanted them to be. If I succeeded in moving from place to place, it was out of sheer luck and not because I felt like I had control over what I was doing. Being on the ground felt terrible, always always terrible, and meleeing or rolling through foes never felt satisfying. It never felt like it had any impact. The base defense missions are annoyingly overwhelming, and it feels like the traps, at least early on, are in no way effective given the amount of OD and a, and special dudes that the game throws at you. Um, like one time, the freezing, uh, like they, there's like these freezing ODs that come out in that second big base defense mission. They're annoying. Yeah, those guys can GTFO. Like, 
talk about annoying enemies. I struggle enough the way it is to keep grinding and moving on things. Why don't we put a big ice patch in those things that knock you off of that? And hey, now you're on the ground doing the things that have no impact and suck and you hate. And now you got to try to jump up to the wires, which you hate. And it's just like, oh, I'm back up on the wires. Oh, there's another big ice clump knocking me back down to the ground again. And it's like, I feel like I have no control over these hordes of zombie or OD that are everywhere. And it's just like, yes, that like enemy was just sort of the epitome of what made me like just so frustrated so much of the time with this game. And so that's kind of, that's kind of like the weaknesses I found. I never really felt like I was able to overcome those. And like the answer seemed like it was going to be, well, you just got to have enough overcharge to spend and buy these other weapons and that'll unlock things for you. And it's just like, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I don't want to put the time in doing these frustrating things just to try to make a game less frustrating. Uh, it kind of falls into that Destiny issue that I had with the original Destiny. Oh, hey, I know you didn't like the original game, but spend 30 bucks on the expansion, and hey, it's a su it's such a better experience. It's like, no, give me the experience you want me to enjoy right away, and then make things harder later on. Like, don't, like, expect that I'm going to want to bash my head against the wall enough to get to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, I see where they're going with this. This is pretty cool. Like, that that's that just doesn't work in game design. And that's why I almost quit before I got to any sort of redeeming thoughts about this game. Otherwise, this would have been even a more negative perspective from my point. Well, let me just uh, clarify one thing that you said in there. You compared it to the original Destiny base game. And I think the point that you were making there was that the expansion in Destiny fixed a lot of the issues with yes. the original game. I would just like to clarify with Sunset Overdrive, like it's a complete package oh, yes. in Sorry. its current state. So like yeah. you don't have to pay for any expansions or anything to like iron out the kings. But um, you have to earn the in-game currency to buy the weapons that make the game more fun to play. But That's the only thing I would put. And granted, like you said, the more you play, you get more of that currency as you go. Uh, but But it's that same sort of thing with me is it's like, okay... I'm going to go through another two hours of ingratiating gameplay just to get to the point where it's not quite as ingratiating anymore. Or infuriating, sorry. That's probably a better word. Infuriating is the word I was looking for. Yeah, I, so To me, it just sounds like most of your struggles came with the traversal aspect of it. Like I know there's, there's more, but like I think a majority of the other problems that you're having are the, the fact that you weren't able to grasp the initial traversal aspect because if you were able to get that and if, if that was something that was easy for you it makes the rest of the game i think a lot more enjoyable also, enjoyable if you if you can't grind a rail like and like if you're if you're struggling with that yeah. aspect of it and you're struggling with not being able to grab which i there's plenty yeah. of times in the game where that happened to me if that was a little bit easier and it made it easier for you to then be able to target different mobs on the ground and stuff like that then i think it and sounds like that would have been a lot better for you and i think like that would have been like if you you put time into this game. I think you put probably it sounds like four plus hours yeah, four, where you four are. And a half yeah. Hours in. So I mean that's plenty of time, and it just didn't didn't grab you. And yeah. you, I I really think it just comes down to you never actually grasping the main traversal mechanic. To and me, is what it sounds with like. The subpar shooting controls. Yes. I, I get. Yeah. It. I totally get where you're coming from. I'm just I'm sad that this that you couldn't see the yeah. beautiful flower that this game truly is. Yeah. Because that's where like that's where it would fall down. Is it's like okay, 
like because I I feel like by the end of my time I was a lot more competent with like the actual traversal like grinding and and jumping and bouncing and stuff. But then it's like okay, the game's like pushing me to go fast so that I don't get targeted by these random like all these like because you can see where some of the OD are targeting you that have like the ranged attacks and it's like okay, I need to be moving fast so that I don't get caught in the area of effect that it's showing me or change directions or change directions. But it's one of those things where in order to stop these throngs of enemies from destroying this stuff, I need to shoot them, which means I need to slow down, which means I'm vulnerable to this. And it's just like the answers are probably 30,000 overcharge away from buying like the freeze bomb and the acid spray and all this other stuff. But it's like, I can only afford one of them. So I can only make some of this suck a little bit less <laughs> to actually get into a flow with the game. And that's, I don't know if it's just, it felt like everything was thrown at me at once and I could never get a full grasp on the entire package. Um, but that's what it felt like to me is that in order to feel like I had a grasp and had the tools that I needed, um, like I needed to do more of the stuff that I was frustrated with in order to get to that point. And maybe it's just, maybe it just comes down to, like the first couple of weapons they give you aren't that helpful other than the flaming compensator. Yeah. Like the dirty Harry is good. It, it, it'll kill whatever you shoot with it one time. And like you have a combo with the flaming compensator on a, a big dude, you hit it with that, turn it on fire and the dirty Harry does more damage. Like I, I understood that part of it, but otherwise it was such, such a low amount of ammo. And then, yeah, the high fidelity was like worthless. The if I maybe have one or two more weapons that gave me other things that I could do or, you know, it gave me a couple more tools from the get-go, maybe I don't get as frustrated as I did. You know, and the TN Teddy helped with that because it's just like, okay, just bomb these things, nuke whatever I can. Uh, hopefully I hit as many of them as possible to sort of thin out the herd. But, uh, yeah, sorry, that was my rant. I will I will stop with my uh, my, my rant on this. And it's... It, it's probably I might be in the minority of a lot of people too. You know, this might just not have clicked with me. It definitely clicked with you too. It might click with most of the viewers compared to me too. Um, that's just kind of what I ran into with this. Yeah, I th well, and I think like I said I Tom and I both like you said grabbed onto it right away, and I think we didn't have as many of the frustrations with. Mm -hmm. the rails and, and like everything in the beginning they, that grabbed and I can 100% see where somebody if they didn't get that right away where that would be a hell of a lot more challenging because mm -hmm. you're you're struggling with with the core gameplay aspect of it and trying to get money to improve and all the other stuff would be a lot more challenging and it just kind of builds and builds and builds yeah. you said yourself like you know the last couple hours that you played were a lot more enjoyable mm -hmm. than the first couple hours and i think if you played it more and more and right. more probably i think you would actually like it a lot more maybe not i might be 100 percent wrong on that but i feel like so i'll give you a homework I feel assignment like really would. a half hour at night from now until you beat this game <laughs> tell me how much you enjoyed the experience ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> Play, play it like spider-man play it like i did i think you would really enjoy it if you play it like i did go get yourself a boomerang equip some uh Do electric you... charges to it and just start smashing shit with your <laughs> sorry, you... sorry for the s word but start smashing stuff with your baseball bat so how do you it's get a lot of fun because that's not even for sale yet for me storm story oh mission. it's a story quest okay i haven't gotten to that point i'm yet, pretty sure so. it's a story quest. that's part of it then yeah it might have been yeah 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 because the only gun i bought was the freeze bomb Casey, you failed to make your funny joke from the show notes. I know. I was really looking forward I to that. Know. I saw that when I was editing the show notes. I was like, oh, that's good. That's really good. I just wanted to note that this game is a beautiful princess, and I will not listen to Burns' slander. 
that's fine. That's fair. That's fair. Overall thoughts and takeaways. Burns, your last chance to knock on Sunset Overdrive. Um. So, and just to reiterate, I, I honestly wouldn't have played this game again after the second time I played it. Like, I legitimately rage quit that night. And let me poke at one thing. I know... Like in your personal and professional life, this is a very busy month for you. Do you think yeah. that that played that time stress played any particular role in this? Because I know you're trying to get through Horizon Forbidden West or Horizon Zero Dawn to play Horizon yeah. Forbidden West. You have a gaming conference coming up. You have a full time job. Yeah. So I know you're yeah. really pressed for this particular game. I'm sure that's part of it. I mean, that's like with any of these with any of these games that we're playing. Like, there's always those outside factors, and whether you have enough time for it or not. Um, and so then it could be that I was a little bit more on edge. So then if something was frustrating me, it frustrated me that more like that is definitely, that is a definite possibility. It could have been the case. Um, uh, but like I said, I would have rage quit after that second time, but I'm glad I didn't because like you said, Casey, I, I did like last night when I was playing, like I played for a couple hours and I enjoyed it. I didn't get to that point where I was just like, I'm done with this. Um, and, and so like there there are some redeeming qualities about the game. And maybe if I, if I was able to put more time into it, I would find more of that and and like not have as harsh of criticisms about it. Like, I think some of the criticisms are still like valid. um, And and maybe it just throws too much at you at the start or, or it needs to give you the option to tone some of the things down. I'm I'm not sure. Um, And it's also, I've played like four, four and a half hours and I feel like I'm still in the tutorial uh, because there's still like, unveiling new systems or, or new things that you, you can get. And it's just kind of like, I don't know that, but that's like a lot of games these days, like to game tutorials, like seem to go like five to 10 hours in some games these days. It's, it's kind of crazy. That's not a knock on sunset overdrive at all. That was more of like an observation. I guess I came up with. This game was fun. <laughs> now, I'm glad you guys had fun with it too. I really am. And hearing you guys talk about like the LARPers and stuff, like that sounds super fun. And it sounds interesting. I probably would enjoy it. Yeah. One of the last missions I did before, I think the pigeon one was the, the castle siege kind of where you're launching. And that was kind of frustrating too, because it's, that it's, was sim- frustrating. it's similar to the, the base where you have to defend it. But then like you have different, you have three or four different catapults, catapults. that you can launch. So okay. like you have to look at it and you press Y and it launches all you these have catapult to things. So. Look at it while like you're grinding along the rails and like swarms of oh, dudes wow. are running in. It was Yikes. really imprecise and super frustrating. Murder Rang was helpful in that one too, though, because uh, you could kind of stand. Which I did a lot more standing around in this game than you were probably supposed to as well. And I didn't die while I was doing it. Yeah. So you're just not filling your your bar, but you could stand on top of one of those turrets. And as the mobs were coming in, you could launch the uh, uh, catapult at them, but then you could also just murder rang the hell out of the mm-hmm. thing, then grind your way across on the thing, smash them as they're stunned, and then hop back on to the next one. I died a few times during during it. was a very challenging mission, but I thought it was a lot of fun. And the LARPers the whole time were like, I forget what they're saying, but like, I mean, they're 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 in their characters. They're, yeah. they're but. Yeah, I love this game. You know, traversing the city, you know, all what was somewhat frustrating at first ended up being a major highlight for me. And you know, the story and creative use of weaponry and everything was was really fun for me. If you think that I'm funny, I think there are <laughs> things that you will enjoy about this game. <laughs> I thought it was a blast. It was high energy. It was wacky. There was an irreverent sense of humor. For me. This game, for like a wacky thing, is as good as it gets. It's like just as wacky as Saints Row, but with like no dildos. 
<laughs> so this is like a game straight out of your id. Exactly. Yeah, it's like... I don't know why they drilled into my brain and like put this out into the world. That's kind of private, but... <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And, I mean, I made my protagonist look like my wife, which just made it better for me. Until she was in her underwear getting bitten by leeches. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little awkward at that point. A little awkward. Any other closing thoughts on Sunset Overdrive? Go play Overdrive, you... Overdrive. <laughs> go play Outer Wilds, you hippie. <laughs> One of these days, I'll go and play the expansion. Next month for Game Pass Forever, we play Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Somebody put a funny note in my show notes and I don't have time to read it right now. <laughs> this is a galaxy-spanning adventure awaiting in the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a third-person action-adventure title from Respawn. An abandoned Padawan must complete its training, develop new powerful Force powers, and master the art of the lightsaber, all while staying one step ahead of the Empire. Burns has played a couple hours of this game. I got fairly into it when i was doing my first playthrough of it i'm excited to go back i've always wanted to make time for this game again so it especially having played bloodborne played a good amount of bloodborne in between i feel like this game's gonna go a lot smoother for me this time around burns you excited or are you more trepidatious no i'm excited i i've wanted to get back to it too um so yeah i'm looking forward to playing playing it for this and uh and uh seeing seeing where it goes because i've heard it's a it's a pretty good story and it's a pretty good souls-like game so i'm interested to see Kind of what Casey feels like, this being his first Souls-like experience. Casey, you're going to be coming from an interesting place. You know the story for this game. You helped your oldest, middle son? Oldest. Oldest son beat this game, but you weren't on the sticks for it. So this will be your first Souls-like experience. I cannot wait to hear how frustrating this can be for you. <laughs> yeah, no, it should be fun. Um, you know, Obviously, my my oldest son found it fun enough to, to go through the entire game, and I watched him for quite a bit of it, so... but. Like Tom said, I'd never actually played it myself, so it should be should be a good time. Or hopefully, he, or he likes it so much that by the time we meet next month, he's beaten Elden Ring. He's just like <laughs> jumped full into right. Souls gameplay, and is just like, I need more. He'll I, bring his binder, and yeah, yeah. I, I, I could see Casey going yeah. full Casey on this. His binder will say "Got Good" on the side of it. Uh, <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of uh, Good Lord, what you're doing? Pass Game forever. Pass Forever. <laughs> How it's a standalone a segment of the Outside is Overrated podcast. It sure is, and it's tied to a specific tier of donations on Patreon. You can back us for as little as $2 a month, but at $10, you get an extra podcast from Tom and Joey. Check it out at patreon.com slash OIO. Thank you for listening. Stay inside, kids. <laughs>